Welcome to episode 45 of Land the Plane Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Land and Playing Podcast. My name is Dustin. I'm Jonathan. And it is a unique world that we come to you tonight in, Jonathan. <laughs> yeah, um, me. For the first time, I am not in the Land of Plane Podcast studios, Jonathan. Yeah, and that's kind of sad, too, because the the studios have had a facelift. That's what I heard. That's what you've been telling me, but I haven't got a yeah. chance to come visit it. What did you do? Did you put up the soundproofing walls and um, the soundboard and all that kind of stuff? No. Actually, we we took everything that would have used that down pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> um, we uh, we painted the walls and, and actually we stained the desk, the ginormous desk that we use. Uh, we stained it some and... I'll throw some pictures out there on, on the socials here at some point. Well, I'm excited to see it, but um, we 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 are facing difficult times in our world, and that's what's led us to be apart. Um, yeah, the the COVID nineteen um, is the coronavirus, whatever you want to call it, is in full swing, and we are trying to be good. Well, we're hoping it's in full swing. Yeah, hopefully, maybe it's going to peak soon. I have soon a feeling we're on. just on the on-ramp. But we are trying to be good citizens and do our part and keep um, our, what's it called, social social distancing? Yes, social intact. distancing. So, um, you, you know, I've not, really heard, I've not really thought about that phrase yet, but it's kind of an odd phrase. But anyway. A little different. Yeah. Well, or we're sort might... of practicing social distancing. Sort because of. you I mean, aren't here, but yeah. we have a guest. <laughs> Somebody else is using my microphone tonight. Yes, but I lysoled it. I pre That's good. I cleaned it. And then you've not been in front of it in a long time, so I know. It's not my be germs. Good. Yeah, it's not your germs. So I only have seventeen kids part? in my house. I mean, I almost break the whole ten thing <laughs> just by my family right now. We do have a family that listens out there that I know that do have um, a family of like eleven. So mm. uh, they're um, we're going to, have to Did somebody just up. draw the short straw or what? Nah, yeah, it's the weakest link. Whoever can't, <laughs> <laughs> whoever you got to kick them out. They're out on the porch. <laughs> so since we do have somebody there special tonight, uh, Jonathan, why don't you introduce the guest and? Tell them why you allow them in your house. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so just in case you hadn't figured it out, Dustin is he's he's remote. He is at a, his house right now, and uh, <clears throat> so we invited Montana Jones in. And yes, that is one of the coolest names you'll ever hear. And yes, it is his actual name. And yes, it's spelled like the state. And yes. Or and no, his dad was not a fan of Indiana Jones. Um, he was not conceived in Montana. I don't know some of the all those other things that people have asked, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, 
Montana Jones is the equipping pastor at the Summit Church. Um, and what's funny is we a few weeks ago we had Blake Hudspeth on, and he is the he was the he is the equipping pastor at uh, Summit Conway, um, or as we said then the the associate pastor, and uh, that's what Montana is at the Saline County uh, Summit Church. So Montana, thanks for being here, man. Glad to be here. If you liked Blake Hudspeth, I'm the better looking, less funny Blake Hudspeth in Saline County. <laughs> Which for a podcast doesn't really help me out very much. So. Yeah, it doesn't. I know. <clears throat> yeah, it doesn't. It's not to our advantage at all. No, ever. I mean, we would have at least three times the listeners if people could see us. Mm. I know because sure. we are extremely good looking. Mm. Yes, and nobody gets to enjoy that. Yeah, and we lie. <laughs> um, but uh, we got Montana here, and and just in case you're going, hey, I didn't think anybody was supposed to. You know, what kind of social distancing is that? Well, we have to work together. So if I've got it, he's already got it. Yeah. And if he's got it, I've already got it. And we're six feet away right now. Yes, we are. And we have not shaken hands. We've not shaken hands. We even we didn't even elbow or Mm -hmm. ankle bump or anything. Mm -mm. It was like across the room. I made him get his own coffee mug. I lysoled everything before he came in. I mean, I can't. There's probably hospital rooms that are not as clean as, yeah, I, I, I think we're good. Famous last words. <laughs> You've heard that song. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, we are we we had Montana in. Um, we had actually talked to Montana about doing maybe some different things, and we'll we'll get back to that at some point. But we thought, you know what? Why not come in and talk about Corona, because everybody has been talking about Corona anyway, and and this is just kind of weird times that we find ourselves in. So we thought, you know, let's go ahead and talk about it, for, and and kind of us three just go around and just kind of talk through some things because honestly, um, you know, I don't think this, I don't think anybody is out there saying that they are, you know, the the be all of all the information of how everybody should act or react or anything. I think we're all in uncharted mm-hmm. waters here. So it's like, well, it, well, let's just figure it out as we go, yeah. you know? And so we thought, man, let's just talk about that. Um, and maybe, maybe be able to encourage you guys with, with that. Uh, even if it's just an encouragement of, we don't know either. So again, you're not alone in that. Um, so anyway, I thought we'd start out with, uh, maybe this is not, I don't know, maybe this isn't the right thing to do, but hey, we're in uncharted waters. Um, I think we ought to talk about some funny stuff, because there is some funny stuff going on right now with all of these things. I mean, some <laughs> the I can't remember, what's the redneck guy's name? Um, it's like uh, Alabama, John- do what? Jonathan, Jonathan, is that his name, Jonathan? <laughs> Uh, anyway, there are videos on YouTube going like crazy right now that are just hilarious. Um, but then at the same time, there's things that aren't so funny. But we're going to talk about some funny stuff right now. So, guys, what are some th- funny things that you've seen or heard? Um, Montana, I know you said something about it, talking to a neighbor. I hope you were more than six feet away when you're talking to your neighbor. But 
Yeah, I've been going on walks, obviously, when we can, just to get some fresh air. And I've, I've probably met more neighbors than uh, in the last three days than I had in the last year, just people being out. And I got to meet one this uh, actually earlier today. He was in his driveway. I was on the sidewalk, so we were appropriately socially distanced. And, uh, and, and just talking with him and seeing how he's doing, told him if he needs anything, let me know. And then he told me, and as I look in his garage, he's got piles of uh, uh, paper towels and toilet paper. And he so says, if you run out, I knew he, but he owns a janitorial service. So oh. he's not just a hoarder, but he did <laughs> offer me his stash yeah. if, if I run out. So I feel pretty prepared. So if it gets really bad, Montana's going to make use of his neighborhood. I like that. That's good. That's right. That's right. Can I can I interject about this toilet paper thing? So I, I want to get going. Listen, I just want to give advice to the people of the world. Most toilets have a shower within five feet of it. So if you don't have toilet paper, waddle over to the shower and get yourself cleaned up. All right. I like I like the use of the word waddle yeah, there. It is unique times. Yeah. So a friend of I mine mean, is a uh, is a plumber. And he uh, he posted the other day a picture of a toilet with a um, like the the hand wand whatever that yeah. you have on a sink that was kind of attached to the side of the toilet. Yeah, he was like, "Hey, if anybody needs one of these, I can hook you up." Well, most of the world uses bidets, I think. Yeah. So maybe this is our chance to hop on that train. <laughs> hop on that train. There you go. All right. Dustin, you got anything? Uh, I, I know you just, the, the shower thing, but what's some funny stuff that you've seen out of this whole deal? Well, you know, and, and maybe it's not funny, but it still still makes me laugh, I guess, in some ways, or, or it's going to drive me crazy, one of the two, is just because it's on Facebook, don't make it true, you know? Not, not every story. Whatever. <laughs> not every story you read on Facebook about... COVID-19 or coronavirus or, you know, aliens taking over the world. They're not all true. There might be some truth in some of them, and there certainly are true ones, but they're not all true. Don't take them as fact. <laughs> oh, because there's some some very unique stories that's coming, coming yeah. around. We actually but, had a fun time at work talking about conspiracy theories and and, and what really is happening. And it, we, we got on this big tangent, and it was quite a good time. But yeah, it's it's search out the facts. <laughs> yeah, but the funniest thing though, I think, is that a lot of times you hear something, it's like, whatever, that's not true. And then it's true. You know, I mean, <laughs> I how many of us could have guessed a month ago that we would be living in a time where our our government is basically saying don't meet in groups of 10 or more. Yeah. I mean, that's changed quick. Yeah. That's, that's messed up guys. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but anyway, so Montana, you had mentioned that you, that you put together a list. Yes. I have a, I have a top 10 coronavirus survival list. Um, just know that humor is my coping mechanism. And so <laughs> this is not making light of any situations. But I think if you want to survive the coronavirus, here's 10 things that I think will be beneficial to you. Okay. Um, and if you have any complaints to these, you can send all suggestions to Jonathan. And he yes. will land the plane today at gmail.com. And he will handle <laughs> those. 
Uh, so if coronavirus top 10 list, number one, stay inside. That should be pretty obvious. Number two, since you just discovered hand sanitizer, go ahead and use it. Number <laughs> even th- after. Even after. Yeah. Wait, can, can we stop for just a second? Sure. Aren't we supposed to wash our hands? Yes, yeah, soap <laughs> is still the better method. The better option, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, apparently and- uh, most of America has just started washing their hands from the post that I see. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you walk into a store, you can't find hand sanitizer, but you can find tons of soap. And the amount of toilet paper being bought and the amount of hands not being washed is deeply concerning to me. <laughs> so go ahead and use that hand sanitizer yes. you just bought, people. Yeah. And the hand soap and the hand... Yes. All of it. All, all of, of it, the above. Um, number three, apologize to your kids for cursing at them since they've been home all day and you realize you don't love them as much as you thought you did. Um Number four, apparently go to the bathroom a lot so you can use those eight 40 packs of toilet paper you just bought from Sam's. Uh, number five, track down your grandparents because for the first time in 25 years, they've decided they want to do things on their own. Okay, I got to stop you there because I just got a text right, like two minutes ago from a fellow, um, he's a senior citizen in our church. And yeah. in Montana, you just got the same text. Yes. Um, asking if there's anything that he can go get for us. Yes. And I'm going... No, that's no, not how it's supposed no, to work. That, no, you're... you're I, I hate to say you're old, yeah. but but you're older. You you should not. No. Yeah. Go home. Well, and also on that note, I feel as a, um, as a millennial, um, I need to defend my generation because right now millennials are being accused of not taking this thing seriously and we're at spring break and all those kinds of things. That's the we boomers. To, that, well, I don't know about that, but that's Generation Z. But millennials haven't had spring break for no, like years. No, I'm saying years. the boomers oh, are, are not blame. taking yeah. Yes, exactly. The millennials, we're at home texting our parents back saying, no, we don't want to go eat at Olive Garden tonight. You need yeah. to stay inside, you know, that kind yeah. of thing. So anyways, <laughs> just that little caveat. Um, number six, read that book you just posted about because, hey, it's only took a pandemic for you to rediscover the value of books. Uh, number seven, <laughs> eat all the food before your lunch you just bought to last you three weeks. Uh, number eight, go to the grocery store to restock, but don't you dare cough or we will kill you. Oh, number gosh. nine, complain about how hard it is to sit at home eating chips all day, pretending like that's not what you've done every weekend for the last 10 years. <laughs> And then number 10, now that we're all listening to the CDC recommendations, how about we go ahead and vaccinate our kids? (laughs) Once again, humor's my coping mechanism. So it's not your fault. So it's not my fault. It's not your fault. Sometimes you just have to, you just have to go for it. We all cope differently through this time. Yes. And I saw, I saw a meme today that said, um, for all of us who like to lay on the couch and watch TV this is our time to shine. Don't screw it up. <laughs> yeah. That's so. If I knew self quarantine was an option, I would have done this like five years, years ago. ago. Oh uh, my yeah. goodness! Yes. Yeah, except for the fact that they've closed schools. Yeah. That, if we could yeah. be like self quarantine and there be schools. Oh. Yeah, okay, Jonathan, I'm in. Jonathan is going for dad of the year this yeah. year, real hard, <laughs> real hard. It's like maybe. I mean, if the Chinese did create, you know, because this is one of the one of the things that's going around, is that the the Chinese did like create this virus to to kill off their extra adult, like over aged 
population because it does affect the older mm. the older generation far worse. And uh, so anyway, if we're going to go with that, then maybe we could talk them into one that's like, you know, nobody 18 and younger can get it mm. at all. Mm. So the rest of us have to self-quarantine, but they don't have to. You put a lot of thought into this. Yes, they can still go to school, all of that kind of thing. Yeah. I also know there's a lot of people that that have thought about that whole homeschooling thing that have now ruled it out forever. (laughs) And ever. Um, It's hilarious how many things uh, online you're seeing about people trying to figure out, you know, math. Yeah. (laughs) And I know it's different, but it's okay. You can figure it out. Because numbers change all the time. Yes, one plus one is no longer two. I know that's tough. But I I will say, for the first time in my, maybe not the first time, one of the very few times in my adult life, one of my kids was doing some math today, and I was going, yeah, they're never going to use this. Like, there's, they're never going to, why are we teaching this? Did this you tell is, them that? No, because oh. that's that secret we can never let out. <laughs> I hope if you're a kid, you didn't hear that just now. You will use everything you learn in school. Every time, all the time, as you walk <laughs> uphill both ways in the snow. Hey, right. on, on that list real quick, y'all are talking about, you know, people getting out and stuff. Well, we did a puzzle and I, and I shared it on Facebook because... It was a Star Wars puzzle, and it was really sweet. You did see my comment that I need yeah. that puzzle, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Well, my uncle, who's over 70, saw the post, and he showed up one night to my house, <laughs> and he's like, I brought you some puzzles. And not only did he bring me like two or three puzzles, he bought and brought me two boxes of puzzles. There's got to be like 30 puzzles. And inside is one that's labeled the world's hardest puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a, uh, it's a, it's like 500 and something pieces, but they're tiny. They're like the size of a penny. And it's a picture of like 40 Dalmatian dogs <laughs> all just together. Pandemic and edition. And it's double sided y'all. So it's, the same picture on both sides, just reversed. Oh my gosh! And I'm what, like, what I want to enjoy. Put this puzzle together. I know, and I'm like, are you trying to kill me, Uncle? Yeah. <laughs> like, me and my kids will attack each other if we try to do this thing. <laughs> yeah, there would be phone numbers that I would have to call if I tried to put that together, like <laughs> hotlines, you know. But Golly. we have plenty of puzzles. Um, to keep us busy, so. Well, there you go. Ben, you're still going to bring me that one, though, right? <laughs> I'll mail it to you. How about that? <laughs> there. Yeah, well, and see what's so funny about that is, like, you say that, but when it was just a few years ago, it seems like when we were all scared of the mail because there was white powder going on through the mail. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Anthrax. Yes, anthrax scare. Oh, man. We've lived through some crazy stuff, but this, I think this one tops the, this, this one tops them all. So, all right. So here's what I want to talk about tonight is just like, how should we look at this thing? Like from a, 
and not just a Christian perspective, but we're, we are Christians, so that's always going to play into our, our beliefs and kind of how we look at things, or at least it should. Um, but how, like, how should we really look at these things? How, how should we be living right now? Should we kind of take on that aspect of, because um, I've heard this quite a few times, well, we're not supposed to be afraid, so I'm not going to be afraid of this, and I don't care what they say, we're going to, you know, still do whatever we want to, or should we go the far opposite extreme of, you know, I'm locking myself in my house and I'm, you know, I've got everything I need. I don't have to walk outside for 30 days and and all those kind of things. Um, Where, like, where should we land? And is there some, you know, just some wisdom that we can find in, in kind of how we should process all these kind of things as we walk through this? So, um, anybody got anything that they want to just jump in? And, and if you haven't already noticed, we're just kind of in many ways flying by the seat of our pants on this one. Um, cause we just thought it would be more fun just to get together and kind of converse back and forth about these things. I don't think any of us have anything figured out, but, uh, this way we just kind of, kind of keep it lively and jump in there. So what do you, what do you guys think? Montana, what do you well, think? And I think that's a, I think that's a really good point in the sense of, not having it all figured out. Um, if you think about it, we're in this really unique time in the sense that globally, everybody is who's everybody who's living now is experiencing um, something new for the very first time. Yeah. So like nobody's led through this before. Like parents haven't led through this before, at least here in America at this level, at this global kind of scale. Pastors haven't led through this government leaders. So I think there's that kind of, so that's probably the first thing you should say, how do we lead through this? Hey, give probably with a whole lot of grace for people that aren't going to always make the same decisions you're going to make, um, and may make different decisions. Some of those might be wrong. Some of those might be right. But, Mm -hmm. but the idea of like, Hey, we're all trying to figure this out at this moment. Um, but I think it's important for us to do because we should give grace to a lot of people, but also being like, Hey, let's not miss this moment. What's happening here right now. Because mm-hmm. I think that's one of the travesties that could happen out of this is that we we miss some things that could be going on right now that we could learn or um, or also kind of going back. I mean, if you think about through all these historic events, you know, the World Wars, Spanish flu, all these epidemics before, and you think about it and you ask people and you think about like, I wonder what it was like for people to go through some of those issues and to make those decisions. And what was it like to be a parent during those times? Well, mm-hmm. you're, we're in some of those type of moments where it's like, hey, this is those moments you look back on and say, I wonder what it was like. Well, we get a little taste of that to see like, okay, well then now, how do I want, want to lead through this? Not, yeah. you know, not hypothetically, but really, how can I be a great parent in the middle of a, a self-quarantine? You know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So maybe we ought to look at some of the things that that we might be able to learn through this because then we might be able to see a goal yeah. of, okay, yeah, you know what? This could come out of this, so let's walk toward mm-hmm. that. Yeah, yeah, um, And I, one thing that I've seen, um, or maybe it's just that I've not seen, is that um, I've not seen as much just stupid bickering mm-hmm. about... Um, You know, and I know, I mean, hey, there's a presidential election cycle Mm -hmm. going on right now. Mm -hmm. And thank goodness that it seems like some of that even has calmed down Mm -hmm. a little bit. Maybe not at the the upper levels, but just 
person to person thing, you know, seeing things on Facebook, those kind of things, those kind of just ridiculous things have been replaced by a more of a kind of a camaraderie, mm-hmm. uh, you know, around it. Um, I even think, um, cause it, cause I think race relations in America is that a, is that a kind of a crappy point right now? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think even, even those areas are ones that can be shored up and made better through this time because we all recognize you know, coronavirus don't care. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't care what color you are, what your you know background is, how you know rich or poor you mm-hmm. are. In, in you know, if we want to humanize it in its eyes, it doesn't care. Mm-hmm. So why should we? Mm-hmm. You know. Um, so I, obviously the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Mm-hmm. So we're all kind of, um, <laughs> my kids were watching high school musical last night. Woo. Um, and, uh, you know, that song we're all in this together that came on and I'm like, yeah, we are, mm-hmm. you know? So how do we maybe even lead our kids through some discussions on that? How mm-hmm. do we lead others and discussions through just we're we're in this together guys. Mm-hmm. You know, I used to think um, about what what would be the thing that would bring the could potentially bring the world together. Mm-hmm. And uh, I used to joke that it would have to be alien invasion. You know, because yeah. <laughs> well, because, according to Star Trek, that <laughs> well, you know, you you watch those movies, and when there's an alien invasion, you uh, you see the world come together to defend itself. You know, you yeah. forget, you don't worry about what color somebody is, where somebody's from, what language they speak. You just worry about fighting this common enemy. Mm-hmm. And I and I think in this incident, what makes it scary for people is you can't see your enemy. Mm-hmm. You don't really you don't know when the enemy sneaks up on you. You don't know when it's lurking in the shadows for you. And I'm I'm not making trying to intentionally make some parallels to the spiritual side of things, which we can talk more about, but this is an enemy that we can't see. We can't, we don't understand. We don't know its motives in a way. I say it's motives. Like it's a thinking organism. I'm not implying that, but we don't know what, what's going to, where it's going to end up, how far it's going to go. When are we going to peak? When's it going to die down? Is it going to be around for a long time? Is it going to go away? And there's so many questions and you, and you almost don't know how to defend yourself. Yes, we're going to wash our hands, and yes, we're going to self-distance and stuff. But it's just it's just one of those scary things because there's so much unknown about it. And I admit that I even my perspective of it has changed from the beginning to now. Even you know my thoughts through the process have definitely matured and and developed because so many times we're hit with things that are over-exaggerated in this world, that the headlines that we see, the stories that we see, we just get hit with all this information that sometimes is is false or it's exaggerated or somebody has a agenda behind it. And so when something like this came, comes out that's very serious and very threatening to society, um, we're not prepared to take it even real serious at the beginning. And I think that's kind of the boat I fell in. And and now I'm trying to continue to grow in my thoughts and my reactions and, and, and learn. And it's, it's been a unique experience, but, but find that enemy that you can't see, you don't know where it's hiding, where it's lurking. That's, that's scary, man. 
Yeah. Well, you know, just how quickly, I mean, everything changed. I mean, the rules changed overnight mm-hmm. and, and literally, I mean, think about what, um, uh, it's, it's become pretty, what's important comes clear really fast. That's one of the things I've been yeah. praying in my own heart is that through this, God would sift, um, idols out of, out of me. Is there stuff that I don't, that, that I held on to too closely? Mm-hmm. Um, and if you think about it, I mean, our whole our, our whole society is set up to keep us from thinking about how frail we are, right? Um, and, and, and that's not a bad thing. I mean, honestly, like, we're not called to live in a traumatic state, you know, for a long period, all those kinds of things. That's not what we're designed to ultimately do. But, but that's how we're set up. I mean, honestly, like, our, especially in some of our values here when it comes in the West is those kinds of things, ideas of comfort and all those kinds of deals is we set up our whole world to shield us from physical, obviously, sicknesses, those kinds of things, but even those emotional things, hey, we don't have to worry about that, think about that. And then all of a sudden, a whole society, a whole world is thrust into having to think about that all of a sudden, where um, health is not, we can't take health for granted. We can't take jobs for granted. We can't take um, economies or government, all or, get, or even like think about it as from a church perspective. When was the last time in America, like we've talked about not gathering together, but it's always in regards to persecution and those kinds of things that, but even now it's like, well, how often did we take gathering together on a Sunday morning for granted? Um, and now we look and be like, man, I, you know, I, I wish we could do that, you know, or I wish I didn't have to think about this or the, you know, the, or think about how a month ago, how important the um, 2020 election felt for, for many people. And then right now at this moment, how important does it feel? Like right now, nobody cares. The majority of people don't care because there's a bigger issue going on. Um, and I think that's a, that can be a good thing for us. It can be kind of a reorienting, a resetting moment. Um, the weird thing about it is it's happening on a global scale. So it's like, what can happen when, when, a, in a, when a world hits a reset button to some degree on, on what's important? Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned that about the reset button. I, I saw a thing the other day said, uh, okay, so can we just get 2020 to unplug, <laughs> wait 10 yes. seconds and plug it back up? Because yeah. gone. we need to reset. Um <clears throat> So what are some other, I know you'd mentioned you'd, um, a few different things about kind of leading through this. What are some other thoughts you'd, you had had about walking, kind of walking through this, leading through this as, as leaders, as dads, as husbands, as church leaders, whatever mm-hmm. it might be. Yeah. I think obviously every, that's what, that's, that's one of the cool things I think about this moment is typically how we think about leadership has, has shifted to some degree, right? Like even think about what our government's saying, hey, these are the things we need, like, this is what the government's saying you should do. But mm-hmm. even all of that is falling on citizens to be leaders. Right. Hey, we need you to look out for one another. We need you to sacrifice for one another. We need you to do these things so that all of us can be uh, well and we can overcome or those kinds of things. Think about it from a church setting. Like, normally, you kind of have leaders of the church, pastors, and then you've got this middle section of a gathering where you're casting vision and, and out of that section comes down to people where it's like, hey, this is as a church, this is what we're doing. Well, now that whole leadership structure's changed mm-hmm. to where it's like, hey, you, as church members, you're leaders. Like you need to be, lead, like you are the main leadership now when it comes to serving and dr- all these different kinds of things. So I think we're all cast into this leadership moment now, in our families especially. Like you're spending more time with your kids now 
than you know you probably ever will like in that regard mm-hmm. when it comes to school and those kinds of things um so there's huge moment and that's where that's one of the things that that i've i've personally been trying to say is i don't want to miss this moment mm-hmm. um it's easy obviously we feel the stress of the moment um but one of the ways i've even tried to change my language a little bit to say like hey this is a this is a unique moment um it's obviously a very hard moment but one of the reasons i was trying to say unique is cuz what i want to do mentally in myself is to say hey this is this moment affords certain opportunities I wouldn't have had otherwise. And so how can I use this moment and to understand what this moment is? Hey, this is a really big moment. This is a unique moment. Your kids um, understand that, whether they express that or not, they mm-hmm. understand something's different. I mean, how can you yeah. not like, like, now maybe they're excited. They get to be at home, you know, right now, but they still understand something's different. And so how can we leverage this moment to lead well um, through these different kinds of things? And so that's where I think we have to think through some things about, well, what are some commitments? What are some things that I could commit to as a leader or as a dad or whatever, as a coworker um, that I could lead well in? I think some of those things, and we hear it cliche, that kind of thing, but I think there is this idea of faith over fear. And what is that? And we can talk through that a little bit. What does that actually mean? Mm-hmm. But I think from a believer's perspective, there is this idea of, you know, um, uh, you know, don't be anxious about anything, but pray about everything. You know, this idea of trusting the Lord through this moment that there's this faith moment about no matter how bad this gets, um, you know, Isaiah 40, uh, 1, 10, do not fear for I'm with you. Do not be dismayed. I'm your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I'll uphold you. There's that side of that. Um, faith doesn't lead to, um, uh, irrationality or if faith doesn't necessarily lead to just brazen disregard for the well-being of your family or other people, but it does have a firm root in, in just saying, Hey, I'm going to, I'm trusting God in this moment. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's a big part of it. Like people need to see that, like not, I, I know right now in the news that faith over fear thing is, is somewhat, um, we seeing the bad side of that, maybe how, mm-hmm. the abuse of that. Um, but I think for a believer, that's always going to be one of the things that we should be like, "Hey, I want to, le- I want to, um, I want to model that to kid, to my kids first and foremost, to my family, to my coworkers. That hey, I'm not shaken by the circumstance, um, but I'm also very aware of the circumstance. Yeah, you know that kind so of. Let's, deal. let's talk about that a little bit because I think <clears throat> among us all, we kind of try to figure out. Um, where the middle ground is there, because yeah, we want to have faith that that whatever happens, you know, God's got it in control. He's still in control. This is not surprising him. All those kind of things. And then there's the fear side. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously there's there's way different. Pen, you know, that's a big pendulum that can go either way. Um, where should we land as far as? You know, if it's if it's changing our daily routines or that of our church, I know mm-hmm. our you know we've gone to online services, um, making a lot of different changes with that, and we not from our people. I've not heard anything negative from from folks that go to our church, um, but just you see. Mm-hmm some negativity about that. Well, why are you, you know, do you not have faith? Do you not, you know, are you fearful? All that kind of stuff. Um, so where do we try to land in all that? Do we, you know, 
kind of be like, oh, you know, if God's going to kill me, he's going to kill me. I'm going to go to the, you know, this restaurant or whatever. I'm going to go do this. I'm going to do whatever I want to. I'm not going to be afraid. Where's the middle ground there? Yeah. Where, where should we land? No, that's, you know, I, you know, people have said that all the time, you know, even taking medicine on mission trips and all that. Well, I'm just going to trust God, all those kinds of things. And I just, I always tell people, you know, I believe God's sovereign. And when your time's your time, it's, you know, it's yeah. up, but, nothing I, you can do. but I think God, God allows early arrivals too, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. And so it's like, <laughs> I, I think, I think there's this idea because I think, um, I think we often think of faith or this confidence in God is always met with just a complete, um, absence of any concern or mm-hmm. caution so I trust God. I'm just going to do. Yeah, God's going to take care of all this. I'm not going to. I'm not going to do anything about this. Yeah. And so we say our faith. Faith is meant to lead us to dependence on God more, and not um, to lead us into walking into situations where we're going to test God. Like you know, so where it's not saying I'm going to say, Hey God, I'm going to do this in light of what common sense or prudence tells me to do. Yeah. Um, you know, that kind of thing. And so I think there's that regard. So yeah, where's the line? I think that's always going to be somewhat of the hard point, but you have to understand even the moments of concern and fear, um, God wants to use those things too, right? Like he wants to use that to bring us more back to him. But even the idea of like, um, like prudence, I think, I think prudence would lead us to uh, make sure we have the supplies that we need to have. Okay. Um, right. So like, um, uh, Amanda texted me last week and um, when things were starting to kind of hit the fan a little bit. And so I just told her, hey, go ahead and get gas. How about you go ahead and get groceries? You know, she wasn't going to plan to go till today. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, just go ahead and get it. You know, just get yeah. our normal groceries, that kind of deal. And I think that was prudent because it was like, I don't know what's going to happen exactly. So let's right. just go ahead and get those um, get those things kind of done. But then the other idea of like panic is like, that's the hoarding. Like that that's the 40 you know, the eight packs of 40 toilet paper, like you don't need that, mm-hmm. that kind of deal. So that's not, so I think those are the two things. Faith is going to lead you probably to prudence, to common sense kind of things of, Hey, what's the best well being for other people? What's the, for my family, for those kinds of things. Like you, I think you work your way that out. Hey, what's best yeah. for my family? What's best for my neighbors? And like, as you work your way out, you begin seeing certain things, panic or fear is just going to lead you to these moments where you're ultimately not, um, you're, you're, you're hoarding, you're doing all these things, not because you're dependent on God, but because ultimately you're, you're, and even the idea, I mean, some, like there's some pastors are still having church on Sunday morning out of fear, right? They, yeah. they can't not miss church. Yeah. Or if we don't miss church, uh, how are ties going to come? Like yeah. all these different Instead kinds of, of fear things. of coronavirus, yeah. they, they are fearing their, the reaction of others, yeah. the reaction of people, all those fear of man instead of fear of virus. Yeah. So yeah. we pit both of those things against each other, like as if faith can't have like that God can't you like God can't be is, isn't bigger than fear. Yeah. And, um, and God's saying, no, I'm going to, I need you to have faith, which faith is this idea. I, keep trusting me. Take this step, even in spite of maybe fear that you have. Mm-hmm. Why? Because you believe that I'm bigger than than that fear. I don't yeah. know if that makes sense. Yeah. No, I I like that, and especially when it when I hadn't thought about the fact that some of those things, like not dismissing church or you know whatever, could be still out of fear. Mm-hmm. It's out of fear of man, out of fear of what people might think, or yeah. are people going to think that I'm afraid, so I'm going to do this or that. Well, then you just obeyed your fear. 
Yeah. You know, um, and, yeah. And I like what you're saying about prudence and it, wisdom. Just what's the wise thing to do? Mm-hmm. And I know, um, you know, at the, at the summit, a conversation that we were having was through all of this, as we're, as we're talking about, do we not go to service? You know, what are we doing mm-hmm. with services? Um, it kept coming up about when we should honor our leaders. Mm-hmm. We should, you know, we're part of this community. Yeah, yeah. So we should love our community by doing what they're asking us to do. Mm-hmm. And I, I did want to mention, you know, cause I saw somebody put a post out there um, saying basically, well, we're not meeting. And again, this was not anybody at our church or anything. This was across his Facebook groups and that kind of thing. Um, how, you know, we're, we're not going to meet because our government has asked us not to, you know? Yeah. And somebody put, well, doesn't the Bible say, you know, we should, um, I would, we should obey God rather than men. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, but they're not asking us to disobey God. Yeah. You know? And I think that's the, the change there yeah. is, is anybody asking you to do something that is wrong yeah, yeah, or yeah. is sinful? Yeah. This is not persecution or no. this is not, I don't think religious liberty is at stake at this moment. Right. It's an idea of how can we love our neighbors well? Yeah. And how can we honor our authorities who are saying, hey, we this is the best way we think we can handle this, that yeah. kind of thing. Um, so I think that's always but but once again, we're that's we're in this nobody's had to think through that in, in the West here in America before. Yeah. And now we are having to think through it. So I think that's why you see these kind of different things now of like, hey, I don't you know, we not, we don't know how to handle all these things, but yeah. I think there are those ideas of prudence of of um, how do we um, how do we in light of trusting God completely, how do we make decisions the best way? You know that kind of deal. Yeah, yeah. Well, I can't, I can't help but think about um, the Christian tough guys. You know, yeah. it, there's there's this mindset that when it, when it comes to leadership, you got to be the tough guy. You got to be the guy that that tells you you're wrong for not going to church. You got to be the mm-hmm. guy that, that says you don't have faith because you're you don't want to go to church on Sunday morning or or this or that or even when it comes to. I've I've had fear and anxieties at times through this, mm-hmm. but I have I have a mother and I have older family members and I have children and I have my own self and my wife and I have all these things and and people worry about jobs. I don't, I don't believe for a second any of us have a faith that's so perfect that we're not going to have some fears and anxieties mm-hmm. through, through a process like this. But then we have these what I call Christian tough guys. They're going to come on and tell you how wrong you are for being that way and that you don't trust God. Mm-hmm. Well, any of us could take five minutes of looking at somebody else and finding reasons they don't trust God. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's real easy to look at somebody's life and say, this is where you fail. This is where you fall short. But the truth is, is we're in this for, I don't want to use the wrong language, but we, we are in this moment and we have opportunity. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's yeah. a word that came to me earlier when you were talking, uh, Montana, is, is opportunity. Yeah, that's good. Uh, this is, this is an opportunity for us to learn and for us to grow. This is an opportunity mm-hmm. for us to pour into our children. This is an opportunity for us to reconnect with the 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 seniors 
of our families and our communities. Um, this is an opportunity for us to do that. Uh, and when I say reconnect, I don't mean go visit them. Yeah. But I mean checking on them, talking to them, yeah. you know, those types <laughs> Maybe of things. Maybe for the last time. <laughs> yeah. That'd be terrible. Yeah. Oh, gosh. But it's 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 an opportunity to do those yeah. things. And, and, and I've – this is something I'm learning too, uh, because I even made a a, a post on Facebook a, a a week ago or so that said, you know, in times of chaos and fear, I find hope and peace or uh, peace and joy in Jesus. And somebody close to me, and when they hear this, they're gonna know who they are. And I love you. Don't don't think I'm negative about this, but somebody said to me, uh, "Well, you went through some." I was surprised when I saw that because I know you had some struggles when you were going through your health issues and man, it, it, it hurt my feelings at first because I was like, Oh man, you're calling, calling me out or, or whatever. But at the same time, it also opened my eyes to say that event back a year ago when it was part, it was more personal for me. Mm-hmm. And and when this event started, it wasn't as personal and it's Mm. getting it's getting more personal because it's starting to affect our everyday lives and so we start reacting differently but we don't i think about peter and the times he was trying to be a tough guy in the bible Mm -hmm. it it didn't really go the way he thought it would (laughs) yeah usually didn't work out (laughs) yeah 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 he got wet But but being a leader in, in the church, in the community, in your family, at your workplace, it's not about being the tough guy. Mm-hmm. It's okay to be um, transparent, and it's okay to show a little fear, and it's okay to um, show a little bit of vulnerability that yep. we're going to learn all this together. I mean— no, that's really good. You know, I was as you're talking, I'm thinking about this idea. You know, my daughter, she's five and a half. She'll be six in May, and um, you know, there's times she gets scared. She has bad dreams or something like that. She'll get scared about something. Um, and there's often times, or or let's say, uh, last summer, you know, getting her to jump in the deep end of the pool. Um, she had fear about jumping in the deep end of the pool. Um, but if I got in there in the pool with her or got in there and had her jump to me, she was still scared to jump in the pool, but her trust in me was greater than that fear at that moment. So she still took that, she took a fearful step. She was still fearful when she jumped, but she trusted me enough as a good dad to catch her mm-hmm. that that overcame. And I think this is the same kind of idea that we begin thinking the fears, once the fears removed, or those two things can't coexist, once it's removed, then we then we take the step and God's saying, no, I just need you to trust me enough to take this step. Yeah. Um, even if you don't understand it. And I think that's what our kids need to see. I think that's what our, our people need to see is like, Hey, we don't have this figured out. We're not a hundred percent sure what's going, you know, what does it look like? What does it mean for the church to go to completely online? I, I don't know, you know, yeah. um, that kind of thing. But, you know, we're taking that, you know, it's, you know, it's the, the frozen two thing, right? Take your next best step, you know, do yeah. the next right do the thing. Next right thing. And you're just like, yeah, like that's what we, I think that's what we're called to do. But think about as a dad, how much pressure that could take off your shoulders. Yeah. Of like, I'm probably not going to get through this perfectly, yeah. but I'm just going to try and do the next right thing in light of who God is, 
um, and show my kids that or or like take like this idea of like um, I think our the way that we communicate things about this moment should match the seriousness of the moment, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you are just very you know, nonchalant about it, like not, you know, that kind of thing. Well, that's not going to come across very well now because people realize, Hey, this is a big deal. You know, that kind of thing. And so people need to see leadership that's concerned, but that's confident. Mm -hmm. And I think like what, like what better group of people than the church to walk in a concerned manner for other people yet confident in the Lord. And so it's like for the church, I'm like, Hey, this is our, this is our moment. This is our time to be, um, people who show what we really believe about God to be true, that he's a good God, that we trust him, that he's faithful. And though we're not completely fearless or, or certain in all, all of these things, we're going to keep following. Yeah. And that, that whole Christian tough guy yeah. kind of thing that Dustin mentioned, it would be kind of like expecting your, your five-year-old to jump into the pool if you were sitting yeah. 20 feet away going, I got you. Yeah. You know, we look at that and go, well, that's dumb. Yeah. You know, that you ain't got her yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. that far away. Yeah. Now we realize, yes, God, God's got us. But again, don't, don't do something stupid yeah. just to uh, like test God, you yeah. know, Hey God, I'm going to go over here and jump into this. I hope you catch me. You know, you, you've said you'll protect us. Like, well, yeah, but you're being dumb, yeah. you know? Um, a lot of people, I, and I think the where this can go too far, if you want an example of that, is there's there's churches out there where they, like, hold poisonous snakes yeah. and all yeah, that yeah. kind of thing, and they use part of Scripture where the Apostle Paul got bit by mm-hmm. a poisonous snake, and he didn't die, yeah, nothing yeah, yeah. happened. It's like, see, God protected him. Yep. Yeah, but what did Paul do to the snake? Yeah, yeah. He threw it in the fire. Yeah, yeah. Okay? So it's yeah. like, you can do whatever you want to with poisonous snakes. Yeah. I'm killing them. Yeah. You know? I'm not going to be dumb and test God. Yeah. But if out of my just, I'm, I'm trying to take wise steps, I'm trying to mm-hmm. do the right thing, and something blindsides me, God's going to see that before it blindsides me, mm-hmm. you know, and kind of walk me through those kind of things. Um, and, and yeah, I just think that whole, that difference between spiritual tough guy, I want to jump in here, you know, I expect you to jump into the deep end even when I'm not around versus, hey, I know this is scary, but I'm right here. Mm-hmm. And, and take one step. Yep. I still got you. Yep. And, and we can see, hey, God, I think God's good with that step. Mm-hmm. That's a good, that's a wise step. That's not overreacting. It's not putting my, you know, either my family or as the church, you know, people that we lead, it's not putting them in uh, a necessary danger, a necessary risk. And it's yeah. honoring those that are asking us to do things. Okay, mm-hmm. let's take that step. Yep. You know? No, Dustin, is, yeah. Dustin has been really quiet now. <laughs> Well, I was just listening. I'm listening. It's 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 a little different for me because I don't have facial yeah, cues yeah, like yeah. somebody looks at me. Um, I uh, like that. I mean, it's it's trust over testing. You yeah. know, when God says, "Hey, I'm here and I'm calling you into this," whatever God calls you to do, no matter what, you fall, you fearlessly go into it, no matter what it may lead to, right? No matter yeah. you know, comfort, it, whatever it is, you fall, you know, that kind of thing. 
but it's not saying, Hey God, I'm going to do this and you better, you know, uh, you better show up like that. Like we trust his sovereignty, but we don't test his sovereignty kind of deal. Um, especially when it's like calling us to do things he's already commanded us to do, like love your neighbor as yourself, like all these different kinds of things. It's just like, okay. Yeah. Or, or when he might be calling us to sacrifice a method, um, for a for a moment and for a temporary time, so mm-hmm. that ultimately we can gain a a greater, um, a, you know, a greater platform, you know, right. for for those kinds of. I mean, like I'm just thinking about even this moment, like, cause, and we may get to this where we're talking about what God might be doing, but I've just the neighbors I've talked to, like there is a un there's a people want to talk now, right? Like I mean, it's just yeah. like which is like kind of for social. Dis- I mean, obviously you can see people are starved for community, but like mm-hmm. people in my neighborhood that. You would never see outside. I see them now. Mm-hmm. You know, the second they pull in the it's garage their door, kids are driving. Well, that's crazy. Why, hey, whatever the reason, that might be true. <laughs> They're like, please don't let me go back inside. <laughs> um, but but well, I'll just tell them like, hey, are you I, asking people? Are you doing okay? You know, mm-hmm. do you have everything you need? And first time I'm talking to them, and yet you can just see on their face, man, they want that kind of thing. Because yeah. and it's like, man, what an op- I wouldn't have had that opportunity before. Yeah, you know, but now I do. Yeah, I like that comparing faith over fear. Instead of faith versus fear, it's trusting versus testing. Yeah. And if you think about, um, it was either the second or third temptation of Christ, second maybe, uh, where he took him up to the top of the temple mm-hmm. and said, jump down from here. And, you know, angels, for it's written, angels, he's given angels charge, all those kind of things. Mm-hmm. So you won't dash your foot on the ground. Yep. And what did Jesus tell him? Don't test the Lord your God, because that would have been a, okay, God, you said this, so I'm going to jump. Mm-hmm. Well, that's foolish to jump off the tent just to prove, you know, that God can come through or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think doing those kind of things are, it's the same. It's, it's testing mm-hmm. God yeah. uh, instead of using, um, using the wisdom that he's given us mm-hmm. to walk through a situation. Yeah. Uh, so, and you just mentioned it. So what what might be, you know, the, I mean, what what might God be doing through all of this? Mm-hmm. What could the effects of this be a year from now, mm-hmm. two years from now, even you know, even six weeks from yeah, now? Yeah. I mean, what what are some opportunities there that um, that we as a body of believers, as the church, not one church? you know, in central Arkansas, but the church, uh, what are opportunities maybe that we could have? What, what could God be doing and showing us through all this? Mm-hmm. What do you think? Um, I think, uh, once again, there's, there's a tons of different things God might be doing throughout this. And there's probably things that God's wanting to do in your life that he's not going to necessarily do in my life and vice mm-hmm. versa. So I think there's that, but, I, but I've been trying to thinking through that and just kind of seeing what God might be doing through this. And so one of the things I think through, I mean, um, what do you know, think about what happens every time you ask somebody, Hey, how are you doing? What do they tell you? Okay. Uh, great. I'm busy. You yeah. know, that kind of thing or something like yeah. that, that kind of idea. Everybody's busy. And we talk about that and, and, and it's true. Everybody is busy. Yeah. You know, that kind of like, what is rest? We don't know that kind of thing. Well, it's almost like God's taken a moment and said, I'm going to force uh, you to stop. You know, I'm going to force you to be uh, still. And it's so crazy to see, we don't hand, we're not hand, we don't handle that very well. No. Um, but it's this forced introspection where God's saying like, 
I need you to stop and we're going to like, and now we're trying, you know, and of course all the, you know, Netflix will probably be downloaded more than it's ever been downloaded. Like all these different things are going to, we're going to, we're going to try and fill that time. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm praying through and I want, I would encourage everybody to pray through, Hey God, during this unique time where I'm having to slow down, um, what do you, what are you wanting to say to me? Like, what do you, what are you wanting to, what do I need to see inside myself? Um, and, and this kind of forced introspection of seeing what's in us that's idols and all these different kinds of things. And, um, and so I think there's that kind of side of it going on potentially, um, at least could be, that's an opportunity for us. You know, I, today I, I was on my computer a lot more today than I normally am and probably should have been, but there was a moment where I was just like, Hey, I just need to go in Brooklyn was watching TV and it was like, Hey, I just need to go hang out with her. Like, yeah. don't miss this time with your kids. Like, I think there's just a huge moment there that we um, could easily miss um, and those kinds of things. So I think there's this introspection happening, could mm-hmm. happen, should happen kind of deal. Um, the other thing, we talked about it, just I, I think there's a commissioning of the church of, of believers as leaders. Um, you know, you have a role in your neighborhood right now that, God's probably given you a door that you might not have had before mm-hmm. just because of what's happening and those kinds of things. Um, the, the main way to serve is probably going to happen through your initiative or through a church member's initiative to go help that elderly person to go yeah. check in on people. Um, so I think, I think years, I think a year or two from now, I think leadership and how we view hierarchy within the church is going to change somewhat because people are, we're having to live through a time that people mm-hmm. are saying, well, I've, if I if if we want to see the church continue as it is, then I'm going to have to, you know, I'm going to have to do this. I'm going to have to have this cup. You know, we can't have many people. Over. I'm going to have this couple over so we can, talk, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing, one of the things I, I'm praying, this is, and I'm specifically praying that the Lord would do this, is if you if you look over the history of revivals, um, especially in the West, back from the Great Awakening back in the 1700s, um, times. Our time and their times were very similar, except there was always this one catalytic moment of of um, stress. Of uh, so there was some kind of catalytic moment that was bad. A war, uh, you know, the Great Awakening coming out of out of out of a war. Those kinds of things. Um, potentially, I think the Lord could be. I mean, think about this is this is the most global 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 unifying event mm-hmm. since World War Two. I mean, like, there's been obviously, like, for America, September 11th was a huge unifying event. But when it comes globally, yeah. we haven't had an event like this before, uh, or since then. Right. And so it's like, I think that could be the spark for revival across not just America, but in our in our country. If if God, if his if our people are willing, you know, God's people are willing to say, hey, um, we're going to live with faith over fear. We're going to pray that God does work through this. You know, all mm-hmm. those different kinds of things. So I mean, I really think that the Lord could be doing something incredible here. Um, through this, I mean, we already know he promises that he's going to work all things out for the good of those who love him called according to his purpose. But I believe we should be praying for something bigger. Hey, Lord, right now the world is focused and has, um, are asking questions they've never asked before. They're being forced to think about things they don't like to think about. Mm-hmm. Um, they, f- we feel more vulnerable than we've felt. Lord, would you do something in the middle of this to show yourself, you know, good yeah. kind of deal? Yeah, it's interesting, um, what you mentioned there about just kind of resting and it, mm-hmm. and it being kind of a forced, um, kind of a forced position. Uh, I know for me, like in my mind, 
if I'm not doing, mm-hmm. I, f- I kind of feel like I'm failing. Yeah. You know? And so those times when I've got a little extra time or something, I'm like, well, I need to fill that up. I need to be doing something. I need to be doing something. I mm-hmm. need to be productive. That whole, you know, we should be productive, productive. Uh, and I think sometimes the most productive things we can do is, um, not, I'm not going to say nothing, Mm-hmm. Because the you know I'm not saying that binge watching the yeah. next you know series on Netflix is a great thing. You should go do that, but doing things. Uh, there's a phrase that that I I hated when I first heard it because I didn't think it was really true, and now I'm like, "Daggone, it really is." Those things that are not eternal mm-hmm. are an eternal waste. Mm. And so, what are what are those things that are eternal that we could give our attention to? Um, our kids, our wives, people are the only things that are mm-hmm. eternal. So pay attention, you mm-hmm. know, rest with your kids, rest, find that rest, find, shut the doors, you know, turn out the lights, all those kind of things. Get, get rid of the distraction of even Corona, mm-hmm. turn off the news, turn off social media, all those kind of things. And just, and just be mm-hmm. with your family, yep. be with your kids and obviously we've got you know i know even as a church this this last week week and a half was it was crazy town mm-hmm. uh, cuz we we kind of had come up with a little plan and then the next day that plan changed and so a few days later we'd come up with kind of some other plans and it took about two hours for, yeah. for all that to go out the window so we were regrouping and it seems like this entire week was making plans and then changing them so you know, it has been a uh, this this last week has been fairly stressful. I think for for many in mm-hmm. in churches and those kind of things, and obviously for work uh, forces across America. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is just it, it's affected everyone. Yep. Um. So there are a lot of things going on, and it's not that you can just quit yep. everything, but maybe it is a really good time to to focus on the things that are that are the most important mm-hmm. and just kind of let everything kind of else kind of wash away yeah. uh, and, and spend some, spend just some good time. Uh, and speaking of which next week is spring break in Arkansas anyway. Yeah. And uh, so I was going to let you know, I'm probably going to take a few days off work. So mm-hmm. that's, there we go. There you go. Just letting you know that, but you know, <laughs> guys, I was thinking, I was just sitting here while we're talking about what, what God's up to. And I, I agree a hundred percent on the being still, uh, especially stealing your, you know, keeping your mind still. I know mm-hmm. mine can run away from me like crazy, but I was also just sitting here thinking about, um, you know, how, how we've, we, we say these words and they're true. This is, this is an unprecedented time for us. We've never been through something like this as a people, but, also think back to the the book of Ecclesiastes, and for those that aren't, you know, just neck deep in Bible, it's an Old Testament book that was written by Solomon, whose gift was wisdom, and he he kept repeating, "There's nothing new under the sun," mm-hmm. and that gives me confidence because the truth is, is is we have never dealt with a epidemic like this. But it's it's hit our world before. Yep. You know, there's been other things, other viruses that have hit our world. 
And there's parts of our world right now where malaria is really bad yep. and, and that, that people live with this on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Now, this, this is new for us. This is, uh, I mean, the flu itself kills a lot of people per year. And I'm not going to go down that road of comparing flu to coronavirus. I would have one day, but I'm not doing that anymore. I'm trying to learn and grow. But this, we've almost just have forgotten about the flu in some ways because it's become a part of our lives. Yeah. But I have confidence because when when I think about what Solomon's saying, and there's nothing new under the sun. It's because God has seen this before. God has been a part of this before, and God knows how to use this for His glory. Mm-hmm. And if we if we go along with the ride and, and we and we do the things that we're supposed to do, and, and we take that next step, like y'all said, and we and we be still at times, and we remain steadfast and confident in Him. He knows how to get us through this way more than anybody else does. And I don't want to lose anybody close to me. And I don't want any of you guys to lose anybody close to you. I don't want, I don't want another life to be lost to the coronavirus, Mm -hmm. but also am confident in a God who, who is not just here on our earth for this short time, but he is an eternal God that was here way before us and is going to be here with us from now on, even when we leave this world. And to me, that's confidence of, of where I can look at this thing and go, I don't want it. I don't want nothing to do with it. I definitely don't want to go out by the coronavirus, <laughs> but I'm also confident in this, in, in God who has seen it before, mm-hmm. who understands it and can get us through it. And that that's a that's a cool thing that that mm-hmm. brings glory to him, mm-hmm. and that gives us a reason to to, sh- to praise him to give that testimony, and and I think we haven't been through a lot of stuff, but but if you look through history, there's things that happen mm-hmm. so often. I know the last big event for for me, I think about nine eleven, mm-hmm. and that was a human enemy, where this is a viral enemy. But I think about what happened then and how our country reacted and, and, and how personally people reacted. And, and we still talk about that today because mm-hmm. the long lasting effects, this will have long lasting yep. effects. But we know that we can get through these things, yep. that we can we can battle because we follow a faithful God who's nothing surprises him. Nothing's new to him and he can pull us through it. So. Got any uh, any last thoughts there, Montana? Yeah, so I started off with a funny list of how to survive the coronavirus, but I do have a serious list of some things that I think would be like, hey, I think this is kind of where, if I were to encourage people with some things I'm trying to walk through to do, yeah. um, uh, and they're not the practical tips, that's what the CDC is for, and, and yeah. I'm that kind of thing. I'm not <laughs> that. But I would say during this time, don't coast. This is not a time just to... Uh, encourage people don't just turn on Netflix and just let it roll right yep. don't coast through this grow through this like this doesn't have to be something like you said earlier you don't have to survive this you can grow and thrive and um, and your family can grow and thrive in this time because you have opportunities afforded to you now that you didn't have before mm-hmm. so don't coast uh, don't downplay right we don't want to downplay something that is serious right take you know take things serious um, 
in the way that you love your neighbors, all those different kinds of things. But with that, don't panic, right? I think uh, I think um, doesn't just made that really clear. We don't we have a God who is in control, so we don't have to panic. Um, and so let's show that to the people, those people around us. So those things that we don't do, but what what should we do? We should plan. I mean, make make a plan mm-hmm. um, for for your family. Make a plan for your work. Make a plan for your church about how you're strategically going to use this time to grow and to help other people, all those kinds of things. Do try something new. Um, You may have had something in your family that you've been wanting to try for a little bit, and for whatever reason you haven't been able to get it going and people have been too busy. Well, bring that now. You know, I wanted to have a family worship time or something. Well, hey, now's a great time to to start trying something new, right? This is something we all haven't walked through in in this same way, so hey, let's do, try something new. Might see, as well. Might as well see what you know. See what works. There's a lot of grace going around, so just see what works. Yeah. You know that kind of thing. Um, do step into the mess. Um, things have gotten hard for a lot of people, and they're probably going to get uh, much harder. Um, your neighbors are going to lose jobs, and people are going to worry about money, and people are getting sick. Um, as believers, we are called to serve and to step into that mess in a way that is healthy and good for everybody, um, but really begin praying for God to, to use you and to use us to say, God, how do you want me to step into this? What if your neighbor loses their job? How can you help them? Can you watch it? You know, can you help with their kids? Can you financially help? Them? You know, all these different kinds of things. People are people are going to be and are, but are going to be hurting very badly. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have you have a God who loves them, and you have the opportunity to tell them about that, but also to actually help them in physical, tangible ways. So step into the mess, do spread hope, um, cast vision. Hey, we can make through this. You know, we there is an end to this at some point, and things may look different, um, but spread hope everywhere you can to people. Be in, be an encourager to people. Um, ask people how you can pray for them, those different kinds of things. And then lastly, I just, hey, just pray. Um, use this as an opportunity to go deeper into your prayer life because if anybody, if there's one common feeling across all of this is like, we just don't know what to do or how to handle this. And God tells us very clearly in James that if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask from God, he'll give it. And so ask God for wisdom for your family, for all these different kinds of things. But just don't miss this moment that God has afforded to us um, and don't miss your role in this moment in your family, in your neighborhood, your community, your churches. Awesome. And I think you got us uh, right to the land, right to the kind of the runway. So I'm going to land the plane with this. Um, you know, what? what is most important kind of gets exposed during tragedies like mm. this, during tragedies, during pandemics. Um, so as we walk through this time and we see what is most important, Uh, our family, our friends, our neighbors, uh, those things that are eternal. Um, Let's not forget those things once this pandemic is over. Mm -hmm. You know, once we've passed through the tragedy, once we're on the other side of this, let's not forget the things that we felt were most important right now Mm -hmm. uh, and do whatever we can to kind of hold on to those things. Dustin, what you got, man? You got any last closing thoughts? Um, you know, I just Montana, you mentioned the book of James just then. And man, that 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 would it's a tough book. It's it can be mm-hmm. it can he can he speaks very bluntly. If anybody was a Christian tough guy, it might have been James. <laughs> but but one thing he says, I mean, go go read that book though, but mm-hmm. always 
I always have uh, James one twelve has always been a special place in my heart. It says, "Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial, mm-hmm. for when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love Him." And I used to always think, and and I could be totally wrong in this theology. Don't correct me right now, so I don't so I don't look bad. No, <laughs> but I've always I used to think that crown of life was was heaven, you know. But I've I've learned um, over the years that that crown of life is peace. You know, you if you remain steadfast in your relationship with Jesus, you'll receive that crown of life, that peace, that relationship that only He gives, and you'll be able to experience that joy um, because you love Him and you know and you know He's got it. And if if worst case scenario, it's time to say goodbye on this earth. Uh, whenever that is for any of us, coronavirus or not coronavirus, uh, we're all going to say goodbye to this earth at some point. And, uh, that relationship keeps going, man. It doesn't stop. And he keeps loving us. And we have that eternity with him. And man, to me, that's just, that's, we, we talked about some practical things. We talk about what we should do and serve a good God. Mm-hmm. And uh, you don't know him. If, if you're one of our listeners who are on the fence or don't know him, might just be using this time to to say, "Hey, give me a shot. Mm-hmm. I gave you I gave you some free time. Yeah. Give me a shot. Give me a shot." So yeah, that's good. All right, guys. Thanks for uh, checking us out again. Um, or as like always, uh, if you want to get a hold of us, we are on socials. You can find us on Facebook and on Instagram at uh, Land the Plane Today. And on Twitter, land the plane two four seven. If you want to comment about this, let us know uh, on any of those things, or if you want to reach us uh, with on email um, about this show, or even suggestions for future shows, it is land the plane today at gmail.com. Montana, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, been a pleasure. Uh, we get to have these conversations all the time, so it's fun to fun to let the rest of the world in. The rest of those. What did we decide the other day? Like 53 countries that we've been listening to around the world. That's awesome. awesome. Well, thanks for having me on. Absolutely. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye-bye. Bye, y'all.